It's the Podcaster News Show, where the editors of podcasternews.com share their insights on a wide range of podcasting topics. Welcome to episode number 25 of Podcaster News Show. My name is Sean Thorpe. And I am Jen Thorpe. And we are back to go over some podcasting news items that weren't quite enough for us to cover on the main website. I apologize if I sound a little hoarse or something. I am uh, fighting off a cold. But uh, we are here anyway, and uh, Jen, what is the first item on our list today? Well, the first item on our list is one that's going to pop up a little bit in here. I kind of feel like we're doing an end-of-the-year wrap-up with podcasting in this episode. Yeah, it's Um, uh, clear that we are recording this on December 30th because three out of our five items are sort of year-in-review slash best-of-most-whatever pods of 2015. So this is going to be a theme for a little bit here. It is. And so the first one comes from Time Magazine by the author Lisa Edicio. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And it's titled The 10 Most Popular Podcasts of 2015. Now I'm sure there's more than just this one that had that title, but this is the one I found and that was pretty interesting. And of course they mentioned Serial. Um, They uh, note in here, it's still among the most frequently downloaded and streamed podcasts, despite being more than a year old. Some have even named Serial as the driving factor behind the so-called podcast renaissance of 2014. So they did mention Serial in here. Now, they've got a total of 10 podcasts. I don't know if they've listed them in order of uh, popularity or if they just put them, you know, as they thought of them in here, there's not like numbers next to them. But the first one on their list actually is Fresh Air. Right. So there's that one. That's the uh, NPR's Peabody award-winning show with uh, hosted by Terry Gross. Uh, it's one of public radio's most popular programs. The second one, of course, is Serial, which I just mentioned, narrated right. by journalist Sarah Koenig. Um, Stuff You Should Know. It's from the How Stuff Works podcast, and it's dedicated to explaining things. Um, they go into a lot of stuff there. And then we have This American Life. So far, things you've probably heard of before. No matter yeah. how long you've been listening to podcasts, you've probably heard about these things. Um, so This American Life is a weekly public radio broadcast. And uh, everyone's, I think, at least got a glimpse as to what that is about. Planet Money is another NPR podcast. I'm noticing a trend here on time. Uh-huh. <laughs> they seem to like NPR podcasts. Um, they're well, good podcasts, but... I, I want to, I want to s- stress that they're claiming that these are the 10 most popular podcasts of 2015. They're not ranking them to say these are the best, these are our favorite. They are claiming that these are the most downloaded and streamed podcasts of 2015. And I would uh, really be curious to know what their you know, statistics are. Well, they didn't show any of that. They said so. these 10 podcasts were downloaded or streamed from iTunes more than any other oh, in 2015, according okay. to Apple. So okay. they, they got well, it from Apple then is then what they did. Their yeah, source. I, Their source I is Apple. That, yeah, so. it's easy to miss when you kind of like, you know, scan through and go, ooh, which ones did they pick? You know, and you get right yeah. to that. So I guess they've pulled their information from Apple. So this is, so perhaps Apple is uh, people who are, who are downloading things and streaming them yeah, from if you're iTunes, using iTunes or like you're NPR, using the, you know, the iOS podcast mm-hmm. app, then that's presumably where they're getting all their stats from. So uh, we finished off at uh, This American Life 
uh, Planet Money, Radio Lab, Freakonomics Radio. So I'm I'm thinking of I'm just trying to see how many of these are, you know, in the NPR camp. So Fresh Air, Serial, uh, This American Life, Planet Money, Radio Lab. Um, okay. I don't think so Radio Lab. Radio Lab. I don't think is NPR. It is, is it? Is it? it is, oh, yeah. okay. So I Radio Lab, Planet Money. So about half of them. Uh, are you know if if you include serial, which is essentially, um, but uh, so Freakonomics Radio, which I'm pretty sure is not a product of of NPR, right? The so Joe that's Rogan on the list. Experience mm-hmm. obviously not uh, an NPR, not thing. an NPR thing. This is the um, only uh, comedy podcast they selected. They said it was voted best po- comedy podcast in 2012, but yeah. it's on the 2015 list as most popular according to Apple, yeah. written by Time. Following that up, we have The Nerdist, mm-hmm. uh, by, uh, hosted by Chris Hardwick and um, has had guests. It's comedy and pop culture and guests and things like that. And the last one on the list from Time Magazine, which they got from Apple, is the Dave Ramsey Show, which is focused on personal finance that's right. what he does and an ostensibly uh independent thing i mean it's it lives under the you know umbrella of the dave ramsey empire so i don't really see i mean i didn't see anything here that surprised me and ostensibly it's kind of funny to me that you know this is based off of apple's own I guess, uh, statistics. And really what I thought when looking over this is that what we have here is essentially a reflection of what is the highest ranking stuff in iTunes. Right. So it's really not a surprise that the highest ranking stuff in iTunes is considered also to be the most popular, but it shows you that even at a certain level, I mean... The iTunes, there's a lot that goes into the iTunes rankings, but the thing is, is that it isn't like you could potentially break out by not being, you know, at the top of the iTunes charts forever. So it's kind of sad in its own way. It's like you're not, you, you couldn't somehow usurp this list by having been on like the third or fourth page of, you know, iTunes uh, featured shows, you know, this is all the stuff that that shows up in their top tens on every pretty much every right you know category or you know the 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 featured stuff or whatever. So right, but it was just it was interesting enough to note. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So the next thing on our list is uh, the fifty best podcast episodes of twenty fifteen. And this was compiled by several people, uh, Laura Jane Stanley, Devon Taylor, and Eric McQuaid for The Atlantic. And this isn't about full shows. So these are specific episodes. And there's 50 of them, so obviously we're not going to count through all of those right. or recap all of those. But what I was curious when I looked through this to discover is, okay, first off, is there anything here that I feel like I hadn't heard of or would surprise me? And definitely there were things that I hadn't heard of, so I was happy for that because if the 50 best episodes of 2015 were 
all created by the 10 most popular shows of 2015, I would be not only sad for podcasting in general, but I would kind of be sad for, you know, the people that are uh, only listening to stuff that's clearly from the front page of iTunes. Right. Mm -hmm. So there is definitely some stuff in here that I hadn't heard of, but there's also a lot of stuff that I expected. And again, these are episodes, so it is not uncommon for some shows to show up here more than once. And, uh, you know, again, we're not really going to... We're not going to run through 50 shows through right everything. here, or for 50 episodes, I, more correctly. I guess I guess overall, it's it's not a bad list. There's nothing in here that I've listened to. There's one I've listened to in here. Uh, number eight on the list is Madam Secretary, What's Good? That's the episode title, and it is from the podcast Another Round. And okay. that is when uh, Tracy Clayton and Heben Nagatu interviewed Hillary Clinton. Okay. So I've, I've listened to that one. It was really interesting. Um, I thought it was pretty good. So that one I've listened to. Um, other than that, several of these are very new to me. Um, you know, and I'm seeing, you know... Uh, think radio labs in here somewhere oh, with an sure, episode sure. and you know fresh air is in there with an episode and so you're seeing some of the same kind of things the other one that um got my attention i haven't actually listened to yet there's a podcast called the message which was right. i wrote about this for podcast news actually it's uh general electric theater essentially you yeah. know it's it's theirs and uh, episode seven of that series apparently got a whole lot of attention for some reason okay so I, I knew about that one. That one kind of made me go, oh, hey, that, I know that, you know. Yeah. But I don't really know, you know, a lot of the rest of these I haven't heard of. They're brand new to me. Yeah. One thing that I I can't help but feel when I see a list like this is there is definitely... I guess I might want to say East Coast media bias. You know, there's some stuff in here that I'm sure is good. But uh, one of the episodes that they ranked in here was very specific to New York. So that just, I mean, take that information for what it's worth. It gives you some insight into the potential biases of those who compiled the list which there's Again, always going to be, you know, yeah, sure. unless you you have access to, you know, stats that compare uh, in a reasonable way and that you can verify, then it's going to come down to opinion. You know? But I I just, I, I guess I can't help it and, and betray my own biases when I say this This is a lot of, you know, it's not all NPR, but it's, it's NPR-ish in a lot of ways. And I just, uh, I, I just wish that on these lists, sometimes I'd see something that really surprises me or feels like it's really from you know, the, the really, truly independent side of things. But uh, that's, uh, that's again, my, my own bias. So uh, why don't we move on to the next item, Jen? Okay, so the next one is, of course, exactly what you want to hear, another list of the 10 Yay. best podcasts. And this one is put together by, let's see, Melissa Locker for The Guardian. And this one was titled The 10 Best New Podcasts of 2015 That Aren't Serial. <laughs> because uh -huh. everyone just goes, oh, serial. Yeah. You know, okay. And so it, these are new should, ones. It should be worth noting mm -hmm. that Serial is technically a 2014 podcast. That that was when it actually first started. Right. So to call but, it 
to call it the best new show of if anyone calls it the best new show of 2015 they're technically wrong right but you know they're saying new podcast yeah it's possible that she may have been you know everyone looks at these lists and goes oh serial of course so maybe this was to get some attention yeah. you know they're not serial other things really 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 you know um so let's see what we have in here uh the first one is dear sugar and I have no idea how these things were ranked or how they figured these things out. Yeah. You know, over here. I, I'm not sure. Um, Deer Sugar is something that's new to me. I don't know what this is. Uh, it's from, let's see, Cheryl Strayed, an author uh, of the book Wild. Yeah. And um, let's see who else is on here. I know she's on there. And it looks like, is this one where they interview people? I think it might be. I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with this one. Um, number two is Mystery Show. Yeah. And that's uh looks like it's hosted by Starly Kine. Yeah, Mystery Show, I'm I'm pretty sure is a production of Gimlet Media, the uh media company that was born of the startup podcast. They've launched a few more shows and Mystery Show is one of them. Uh number 3 is a show we mentioned earlier, another round. Another round. Yeah, it's a from, good show. Now, another round is a is a product of BuzzFeed, am I right. correct yes. in that? Yes, that is correct. Mm -hmm. Number four is a show called Lore. I'm not familiar with that at all. I don't know this one. Yeah, uh, that's a new one. It says, um, let's see, it's uh, Aaron Monkey, I think is how you say, M-A-H-N-K-E, sure. seems yeah. to be the host of the Lore podcast, which is described here on The Guardian as could be just another venue for ghost stories, except for one thing, all the stories featured on his show are true. So it's okay. like creepy stories and stuff like that. Um, the next one is Invisibilia, which I've heard of, yeah. but I have not yet listened to. And that's an NPR one. Right. So it's from NPR's Lulu Miller and Alex Spiegel. Um, so that's... That's kind of where that one came from, and it's got a lot of strange stuff in there as well. Number six is the Black Tapes podcast, and this is uh, an invest. Uh, the, the host is investigator Richard Strand, who takes people into the world of the paranormal investigations type things. So it's another one that's a little odd. You know, yeah. oddly enough, that it, it seems a few have gotten on this particular list somehow. Uh, number seven is Reply All, and it, it looks like it's uh, has to do with like. Conspiracies and, and well, things like that. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Th this this one definitely. This was the second show after Startup that was launched by by Gimlet Media, and it was my understanding is is it it focuses on things that are sort of relevant or or, or start on the internet. Uh, so okay, you know, sort of uh, conspiracy theories or you know. Uh, urban myth type things they they try to uh, explore those or investigate those and try to get down to the truth if there is one it was uh funny when i saw the next one on the list eight black list table reads i thought oh this must have some connection to black tapes they how did they get on the the, the thing twice but no but no it's different uh, explain what blacklist table reads okay so as it says in the guardian here the blacklist table reads podcast takes some of the best of those unproduced screenplays uh that never make it you know onto the big screen and uh transform them transforms them into quote movies for your ears and it's hosted by franklin leonard who hollywood yeah. insiders know is the man behind the industry's blacklist a site that highlights unproduced screenplays uh number nine is new yorker radio hour we don't need to say any more about that 
10 is Hello from the Magic Tavern. And um, I this is another one that I hadn't heard of, but it sounds entertaining. Uh, it says, um, even the biggest cynic can't help but laugh at the exploits of Arnie, who fell through a dimensional portal behind a Chicago Burger King with his podcasting equipment and found himself in the magical kingdom of Foon. With No Way Back to Chicago, he set up a podcast with two regular guests, a shapeshifter named Chunt, who is currently in the form of a talking badger, and a wizard called Uzador, who is on a quest to save Foon eventually. So this is, uh, you know, this is a, a scripted, produced... Fantasy kind uh, of thing. Fantasy fiction yeah. type thing, which actually sounds like it could be fun to listen to. And if there's anywhere in the known world uh, that would have a portal to another dimension, it would most almost assuredly be behind Chicago Burger King. That, of course, yeah. Strange things happen in Chicago Burger Kings. The next item on our list is called How Podcasts Have Changed in 10 Years by the, by the Numbers. And it was written by Josh Morgan on Medium. And there is some interesting stuff in here, and he breaks it down by, you know, different uh, categories and things in iTunes, and it's all explained in here. Some of the things are what iTunes categories have the most podcasts, how many podcasts are launched per month, uh, how many podcasts are active, and there's some interesting stuff in here. What I'm kind of curious about is how podcasts have changed in 10 years because I don't really see any comparative information to tell me what this, you know, he has all these stats that are recent, but he doesn't really compare them to what they look like 10 years ago. But uh, anyway, you know, there is some stuff in here that's worth uh, looking at if you're interested in, you know, the podcasting space in general. For example, uh, what iTunes categories have the most podcasts? And the top three categories by quantity are Christianity, music, and comedy. Now, I am not surprised to see Christianity and comedy there because I know from the work I do that there are a lot of churches that do things like podcasts, their sermons, and there's just a lot of activity there in general. And I'm not surprised to see comedy there because I think comedy sort of becomes a... Kind of a like catch-all for it's a different catch, things. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a catch-all comedy for a lot of different types of podcasts. You know, there's the obvious ones that you might think of. Uh, we mentioned earlier the Joe Rogan Experience show or, you know, other things that are, you know, super popular, Adam Carolla. Uh, I think Mark Maron's WTF is probably under the comedy category, Maybe, yeah. but I think a lot of people, you know, they they might be just uh, you know two people that decide to start a show that's kind of a general talk show, and they just automatically toss it in the comedy uh, category. So it sort of becomes like you said, well, it a, becomes a kind of inflated, you know, as a catch-all for for different things. Now this, I thought, was was intriguing. Um, he tries to determine how many podcasts are active, and he he determined this by looking at how many 
podcasts in iTunes had published just one episode in the first half of 2015. So, you know, that's uh, January to June. Did they at least publish one show? And he says about 40% or over 60,000 per month were active as of 2015. So if he's saying that 60,000 shows had produced one episode in the first half of 2015 and that accounts for about 40% of all the shows listed in iTunes, then that means there's an awful lot of shows in there that are on the road to, to pod fading. And this brings up a larger question that never really gets answered, which is, does iTunes have a responsibility to, to shows that are actively producing to effectively deprecate you know the shows that aren't you know putting out new shows anymore we we know that in some cases iTunes will remove shows if the RSS feeds are dead or broken but the only real qualifier to stay in the directory is that you know your your RSS feed stays online right it doesn't break and it just kind of doesn't if it doesn't go away the likelihood is your show will remain in their directory so um and uh anyway it's it's a good read there there's there's some uh there's some, some neat some, stuff in here yeah. i want to pull out this one part when we were talking about um different categories of podcasts yeah so he said that uh, part of the problem was, uh, okay, I'm going to read this paragraph right from his thing. In June 2015, the directory for iTunes US listed over 271,000 podcasts. There was a catch. Roughly a quarter of these were listed under multiple categories. Yeah. So they'd put it in comedy and put it in something else. And he says, for example, the most abused category was podcasting, where about 11,500 oh, yeah. Eleven thousand five hundred of the fifteen thousand listings did not list podcasting as the primary category. They were duplicated from other categories. Yeah. So it's kind of like you know there used to be uh, back in the day when we first were doing music shows and stuff like that. Um, there used to be different things you could put your you know here's your your song, and uh, you want to put it in a category. And uh, I think it was Mevio, way back when Mevio existed. You know, bands would put yeah, their songs in categories. Right, they would right. pick if they were rock or if they were blues or if they were whatever, right? And the first thing listed was acapella. So you'd see a whole lot of bands throwing their thing into acapella because, first of all, they didn't know what it was. Yeah. And secondly, it was the first thing. So they'd put it in there as well as if they thought it was rock, for example, they'd put it in there as well. And I think perhaps that's what's happening with the podcasting category. People yeah. are going, well, it's a podcast, so it must, be, it must go in podcasting. Yeah. But it's not a podcast about podcasting necessarily. I've heard Daniel J. Lewis from Audacity to Podcast mention this multiple times, that unless your podcast is specifically about podcasting, as his show is, then you don't want to include podcasting as a category. 
So. Yeah, I just think people are not understanding. Yeah, that that could be. So what's the next thing on the list? Okay, so the next thing on the list is the last thing on the list. And this has to do with Facebook, oddly enough. And it's from Current. And it's written by Laura Hazard Owen. The title of this one is, Could Facebook Be the Next Big Platform for Podcasts? Now, it sounds really, really weird, you know, straight off, right? right? But, um, you know, what, what she's written here is... Uh, Facebook has published a full-length episode of a podcast called Here's the Thing to its podcast Facebook page. Well, hold on. You, what did you, I miss? You, you, you just said that Facebook published it. It was WNYC. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. That's important. Uh, okay, so WNYC has published the, a full-length episode of Here's the Thing to uh, the podcast Facebook page. So the WNYC Facebook page has a yes. full-length episode of a podcast called Here's the Thing. It's a 48-minute episode, so this isn't just a little tiny thing, and it's hosted by Alec Baldwin. He interviewed Jimmy Fallon. These are names people would recognize. Um, and it's right there in, you know, on the Facebook page. Now, right. uh, the author here goes on to note that Facebook doesn't allow you to do direct audio uploads, yeah. you know, as other services would. Um, so it's uploaded as a video file, and it plays over a static image. So they're yeah. calling it, uh, WNYC is calling it an audiogram. It's right. had more than 12,000 plays a few hours after posting. But it's, there's no way to know if, if listeners listen to the entire thing. That's true. It's an interesting experiment, and you know the the joke is that Facebook is the new AOL, in the sense that Facebook has a lot of users who don't really understand or sort of use the whole of the internet, and I'm I'm meaning that in the W H O L E uh, version right. of the word. It's a good thing to, to clarify, I guess. Um, be, because yeah. there's there's a lot of people that just sit there and scroll through their news feeds all right. day. Well, you and get a lot of people who either came from AOL, okay, where it's the yeah. same format. It's, you know, AOL was sort of an aggregator of all kinds of things and right. people had, you know, their pages and all that other stuff. Uh, Facebook does the same thing. And you could go onto Facebook and get your news and get your entertainment stuff, catch up with your friends and never have to leave, which is what Facebook wants really is for you to never right. leave. Um, you know, it's the hotel California of social media. And um, <laughs> I mean, really, you know, you can check out any time your life like, but you can't really leave. That's true. I, I have a long time ago, uh, killed my Facebook account and they do keep it for you for a certain amount of time just in case right. you change your mind before they fully delete it. So it's just kind of, it's, I've been gone for long enough. I'm sure it's gone now. But, um, you know, if you are someone who has no idea what podcasting is and you're not someone who's going to go looking for these kinds of things, you don't know someone who's doing podcasts, you've never heard of it, you've vaguely heard of it, you don't really care to go look it up for yourself, but now it's in your Facebook feed, you might take a look and listen to that, you know? Yeah, it's an interesting experiment in, I wouldn't exactly say hacking the existing technology of Facebook because, as you mentioned, you can't upload an audio file. So right. they, they created a video file with a static image. And this is reminiscent of a conversation we have a lot in podcasting about, well, even if you're just producing only an audio show, should you post it to YouTube anyway? And some people go, yeah, you should. And some people say, well, you're just, by doing that, you're just cannibalizing your audio downloads. And that's a whole other discussion. It's a whole but, other discussion, yeah. But I was thinking about how it, you know, mentions in here that Facebook is allegedly considering having 
a media player that kind of lives in the sidebar. Because one of the issues that you run into with Facebook is if you if you click through to a page, so a person's profile page or, say, WNYC's Facebook page, and you click the play button and then you go back to your news feed, you're going to lose whatever started to play. So unless the Facebook user has the opportunity to begin you know, playing that media file in their newsfeed, and then they just scroll into infinity, they're going to eventually lose that unless they open it in another window or something. Right. And generally speaking, I don't think that every you know Facebook user is savvy enough to, to make that move. And I remember uh, earlier this year, SoundCloud got some uh, heat thrown at it because they used to have an inline player for Facebook and they closed it and you can't, it doesn't work anymore. Now Libsyn still has one where if you drop a, if you're a Libsyn customer and you drop a link to a Libsyn media file into your Facebook uh, post, it'll actually spawn a player that lives inside of Facebook for as long as it's on a person's screen. And there's a lot to be, considered but also contested about this 12,000 plays. I mean, WNYC is a huge thing. I'm sure they've got a lot of people following their page. But as you said earlier, you know, what did the the Facebook players, as far as I know, don't really give you any in-depth stats. So it, th- those might have been 12,000 plays where people listened for 10 seconds, 30 seconds, two minutes, or maybe most of them stayed on through the entire 48-minute program. Right, but it could be, you know, what's this? Click, oh, wait, this is this is sound. I don't want to listen to this right now. Click, you know? Exactly. I mean, it could be that as well. Exactly. And I know that that's a problem I've heard with video that gets put onto yeah. Facebook is that, you know, it doesn't, it counts a listen as anyone who's clicked on that video mm-hmm. within Facebook. Um, it doesn't care how long you'd been listening. Yeah. You know, so that counts. Somebody clicks on it accidentally, it counts, uh, even though they haven't listened to anything in there at all. I, I guess the lesson or the takeaway for anybody who's listening to this show, because my assumption is if you're following the podcast or news site in this podcast, you are probably, you know, an independent podcaster. You're probably not from WNYC. If you are, hey, let us know. But... It might be an intriguing experiment, and I may try it myself, to just, you know, create a, take an audio podcast, you know, make a a simple video file with a still image, and toss it up and see if you get, I would be really intrigued from, from my own, for my own interest, to see if anyone listens and then comments on it who I know is probably not already subscribed to my podcast because I think there are a lot of people again thinking about that you know typical Facebook user and I really don't mean that in a derogatory way but you know if I put a link to my podcast you know just say to my website not to the actual media file itself but if I link back to the show notes for my podcast on Facebook I think there are a lot of people if they're not familiar with podcasting they're not going to automatically click over, go to the other window, and then see the play button and click on it or subscribe or do whatever. But if it's right there in the in their news feed, I'd be curious to see if, if I get any commentary from someone who I would have a pretty good understanding that 
they're not already subscribed to my show in, in some other way. It'd be neat to see, at least yeah. to try to experiment with that. I am also wondering, now I've heard that uh, if you are someone who has a YouTube account and you make videos, you're not making podcasts, you're making videos, and somebody yeah. takes your video and sticks it onto their Facebook page, um, that Facebook is counting those views, uh -huh. But it doesn't get counted from the original source, like, say, YouTube. It doesn't count through YouTube or anything well, like that. Let's... And I cannot explain this eloquently right now, but the idea seems to be that there is a there is a loss of uh, views in terms of how they're counted well, or something like that. What you're talking about, I actually wrote about earlier this year on the podcast or news site. There's this phenomenon called, I think it's called freebooting. That's it. Yeah, that's the word. and that's not that's not the same as you know. If I post a YouTube video and someone drops a link for my YouTube video, you know the actual YouTube.com link into their news feed. Oh, this is if share. they re-upload it. Yeah. This okay, is so they, that's where I'm getting lost. In yeah, that. this okay, is if they actually you know rip the the file, they rip the video from YouTube and then upload it themselves, effectively making it look from the perspective of Facebook that that's their content. Okay, now I understand. Yeah, now, could that happen? Thing. Could that happen with an audio file like we're talking about? Well, it could if someone took the time to convert it, which is not a hard thing to do, but I think that a lot of the people that are freebooting videos, they're not going to take the extra time to take an audio file, which is you know, in most cases going to be an MP3, which Facebook won't let you upload. So they're not going to take that MP3 and then pull it into an application that's going to do the conversion. Now, I'm sure there are plenty of, you know, relatively shady online file converters that'll take an MP3 and convert it to, you know, an MP4 or, or an M4V or a .mov file, which I'm sure Facebook then would recognize. But I think most people that are freebooting videos, they're doing it for things that they think are going to get a certain level of virality on Facebook. And audio, just plain audio by itself, typically it doesn't go, doesn't, doesn't yeah. go viral. That's you need true. that video. That, that, sort of live video component so okay so maybe it wouldn't be as much of a problem with podcasters as it is with people that make videos probably not at least not not right off but uh who knows i i am uh curious uh and also cautious and perhaps a little concerned at the idea of facebook becoming a platform for podcasts but you know, this is the way everything's going. I mean, the the name of the game online is content. So, and we've seen this most prominently this year with podcasts making it into Spotify, and now, of course, uh, Google is is going to add podcasting to Google Play. So, there's definitely some precedent to larger media organizations you know wanting to embrace podcasting at some level and bring it in so it's a valid question and i guess we'll see if you know facebook suddenly allows for the direct upload of audio files in 2016 is there anything else uh, you want to comment on jen from any of these articles, no i or? i think we've covered everything okay 
Well, uh, we would like to thank you for listening. And uh, again, I apologize for, for being sick, but uh, it's not uh, not anything uh, I can do about it. We're still here bringing you the, the show and all the, the podcasting news over at podcasternews.com. And uh, we would like to wish everyone a happy new year, and we hope 2016 is filled with fun, adventure, and prosperity for you, and we'll still be here bringing you all the uh, news that we can find from around the podcasting world. And if 2014 and 2015 are any indicator, there's going to be a lot to talk about, so it should be an exciting year. You can find us, again, at podcasternews.com. You can find me on Twitter at Shawno, S-H-A-W-N-O. And Jen, how about you on Twitter? I'm on Twitter um, at Queen of Haiku. That's Q-U-E-E-N-O-F-H-A-I-K-U. And uh, I write little poems sometimes. Uh, my Twitter account is private. So if you want to follow me, kind of give me some indication as to who you are. And if I know who you are, I'll go, oh, of course, that person. Yes. You know. Well, um, or if you, you know, if you listen to the podcast. And, and right. If you, you listen to the podcast, let me know that. That would do it. Um, yeah. I have a tendency to, to uh, lean towards following people that are podcasters. I had somebody right. follow me and their podcast followed me. And I went, oh, hey, you know, <laughs> but it's just the way it is right now. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back with you in a couple weeks for more uh, coverage on podcasting and all the podcasty stuff. Bye, people.